Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour promise program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. And today's date is January 12, Saints, the world is in turmoil, most still don't realize it, but we are in that time at the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin in the world and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of the shofar, heed the warning, get right now before it's too late. Please make the choice for you soon tonight. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. And the phone number is 620-878-4682. That's 620-878-4682. If you have an emergency and you need to speak with Dan, text him and let him know you're going to call on cell 316-619-4886, You can always find the breaking news, Wichita Mission Updates, about the Wichita Mission Church, radio program archives, and all of our contact information is on our ministry hub, which is prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And I'm going to tell you right ahead of time before we get into the radio program, Robert Spencer will be on my guest next week. Of course, Pastor Carl Gallops will be on my second program tonight. But Robert Spencer um, the uh, has a website called Jihad Watch. And has, uh, you know, he's wrote numerous books. Anyway, he's going to be my radio guest next week in two of the second things. And then Frank says, wow, Linda can talk fast. Yeah, when she, you ain't heard nothing yet, brother. Anyway, we are a national. Don't get me going. Yeah, you don't have to get her going. Anyway, we are a national satellite program, which is simulcast live on the internationally. It's on some independent FM stations with four different MP3 streams. Twitch, Rumble, Phone Bridge, and picked up by every podcatcher out there. Okay, so let's thank our listener base. We're at Dublin, Ireland, Kawasaki, Japan, Madrid, Spain, and in the USA, we have Richmond, Virginia, Orlando, Florida, and San Jose, California, your hometown. And Hutchinson, Kansas is the largest group that will listen to the program later, to, later when it posts to the podcast, which is branch.podomatic.com, branch.podomatic.com. Well, I might have been born there, brought here when I was three, went back for two weeks, so I'm basically a Kansan. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving right along, dear Heavenly Father, and you should have all his name, I pray, Father, I pray radio tonight goes according to your will, not our will, Father, and please give everyone out there ears in which to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, and your son, Yeshua HaMashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, we'll have our son. Friend, if you're troubled and you lost your way, don't worry about it, everything's okay. Jesus gonna come himself and look for you. Give you a charge of the Holy Ghost high. See you through your troubled eyes. Life is right. Surely you will find your way. He's always on call. He wants to sign alone. His charge is always free. With a shout of victory. One more could you ask? You give the very best. His answer's always yes. To meet your needs. 
down Jesus is gonna take you to higher ground His blessings will flow Lift you above the storm Like the thief in the night He'll be coming soon Could be morning, night or noon Are you watching for that blessed hour to come? He's always on call He wants to save the lost His charge is always free With a shout of Victory. One more could you ask? You get the very best. His answer is always yes to meet your needs. Okay, we got a lot to talk about today. First, I'm going to start off with something I want to laugh at, and then, uh, We'll get into some other things I'm going to laugh at, too. But this first, this North American Car Trucking uh, Utility of the Year revealed. You know, this is an award thing they have every year, right? So, you know, um, Truck of the Year, usually Ford gets it. And Ford got it this year, but it was the Ford electric truck. To me, any electric vehicle is a total joke. Right. Yeah, and so it doesn't matter whether it's Ford, Chevy, what it is. Electric's a joke. In fact, I was making a joke about it my son today. So, yeah, you got you a brand-new Ford truck that's electric, and since you get 300 and some miles on it, you throw a bale of hay in it, and you all of a sudden got 200 miles, you know, because they don't do well with loads. But realistically, Ford does better than the others with loads. But they, it, it's ridiculous. It's not time for... Not only are they trying to get rid of your gas-powered vehicles, they want you to get rid of your heating stove and your cook stoves. They don't want you to have no gas stoves. Right, and that came out of, do you know what Devos is? What what? Okay, you know, the World Economic Forum is the ones that's putting that out, the people from there. And because we have traders in the government that get paid by Soros and the World Economic Forum, and they want to be one of the guys that go along with it, they presented it. And, you know, Biden said that he wasn't going along with it, which doesn't mean anything. He doesn't make decisions anyway. But um, they're already backpedaling on it. But the point of it is, is it's just ridiculous. And it's just another way to conquer America. But you know what? We do have, it does look like so far, we've got some uh, Republicans in there trying to fight in the Senate. And so while we are not in the Senate, I repent. I, there may be a couple there, but I'm talking about the House. Okay, but what else do I want to go into? We need to go right into this one. Um, first off, the House Dems. Yeah, I was just thinking about that when I heard that on the radio. There was uh, all the Republicans voted against it, and all the Democrats voted for it. But no, one. stop. There's one pro-life no. Democrat. You got all it the backwards. rest of them are okay. Against. Stop. You got it backwards. Okay, I got it backwards. They're pro-life. There's only one pro-life, and the rest of them want the death after the baby's born. They want to right. wheel them off the, in a closet the, and let them just die. Let me clarify for these people what we're talking about. The, they, uh, the Republicans brought a bill up that would save any baby that is born um, after an abortion, and they would have to go to the doctor and all that with it. Right. The Democrats, all except for one, voted against it, not right. the way that you originally said. Right. They said they said that if a baby fights through the abortion and it, it lives through the abortion, they should be allowed medical attention to live. They've made it through that fight already, but they wheel them off in a closet and let them die. Yeah, but, you know, see, we, what we're seeing a lot of these good bills come out of the House Guess what? They still got to go to the Senate and pass, right. and the Senate's controlled by the Democrats. So the bill would just probably go nowhere. That's just like a, they they passed several really good bills, but they're going to go nowhere. Right. Um, you know, but that is a great one. But you know, they are getting ridiculed over it. Just like they uncover all their crimes, but they're not going to go anywhere because the Senate's not going to prosecute any of them because they're all in on it. Okay. Well, yeah, they, yeah. It, it isn't a question of them prosecuting. <laughs> the Senate doesn't prosecute. Okay, well, they're not going to indict anybody either. Stop, stop, stop. Let, stop, <laughs> woman. Um, it, it, and we'll get into this right now because it's part of the next thing that I'm going to bring up. Okay. It is 
the, the Department of Justice that does the prosecuting with anything, even if the Democrats refer something, or, or even if the, the Senate and the House refer something for somebody to be prosecuted, they don't do the prosecuting. Prosecuting goes to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is controlled by whoever is in the office. They appoint who they want to be in office. But it's up to the Department of Justice to do the actual prosecuting. The Department of Justice right now is being run by Merrick Garland, which is, you know, a left-wing Democrat all the way, you know, and that's what we know. The FBI is being run by leftists also. In fact, I posted a really good article yesterday about an agent that recently left the FBI because the FBI changed and it was taken over by leftists and it's now being about politics, so she retired. Um, but she says there's a lot of good FBI agents that want to do their old-type jobs, but, you know, the whole agency is changing because of wokeness. But still, it goes back to that. It is the Department of Justice that does the prosecuting. Yes, but it, it is like this, though. So with an impeachment, the House would impeach a president like they did Trump, and then it goes to the Senate. The Senate has to be the one to convict it and then can throw him out of office. As with all impeachments, they do do that. But if they want to put him in jail, criminally prosecute him, then they've got to refer it to the Department of Justice because, you know, they just don't do that. I mean, that's just not because, you know, see, our, our system is split up. That's why there's even some states right now. There's over, I think there was last count, there was 14 states that are looking into the constitutionality of all of the, what is the, the last, increase in presidency, including Trump, but even though Trump did good ones, are looking into, um, you know, the rightness or, or uh, uh, the constitutionality of executive orders. In other words, we're just ruined by saying, okay, I'm making an executive order, and it works. Right. Well, that's not the way the country's supposed to be run. Those are there for emergency purposes or something, not to run the country because the, they're not right. making laws. And so they are looking into that, but you know it's still going to take a it's going to take a huge big push to be able to unless they straighten out the voting. Now, like in Missouri, there's a big push in Missouri by uh, Republicans that are that are in office and and some that ain't that are pushing to go back to counting all votes by hand, and they're almost there. They're probably going to get it. You know, and they're get, they'll get vote by mail, or not by mail, I repent. Vote by, you know, count by hand, like we used to do. It. Right. You go in, fill out a ballot, and you count it. Yeah. You know, that's, that is the only way you're going to get a fair election. Right. That is the only way that you're going to get a fair election. I mean, uh, to me it looks like. Because machines are programmable, programmable, and if you don't, if you ain't inside the machine, how do you know they're not changing votes? Okay, but let's go with this. Um, there are some voting machines that work, but the, the, all the the ones that are in these big cities that you're hearing about and everything, those were bought in by Democrats and all allow a backdoor in by the Internet for the people that own the companies, you know, so they can change the votes. That's what they're for. In fact, they use them in South American countries. They're using them in America. It, it's ridiculous. It's a proven fact, but see, that they were bought and put in by people that were in charge that wanted to steal the vote. You know what I mean? But you know, it, it isn't even that. I think we act, and we also are actually losing greatly through just if they cleanse out the voter rolls. I mean, come on, when they have more votes than are registered voters, and they don't do anything about it, you know, something really stinks to high heaven. Just like this Biden one. That's ridiculous. He got more votes than Obama, really. Yeah, and he's really? just sitting in his basement. Well, see, and that's what Hillary Clinton did. Let's go back a little bit. If Hillary Clinton's a good example in Trump. Here's what, look look at this, that election. Hillary Clinton almost spent all her time in the basement. When she went out and did barely campaign, she only had a few people there just like Biden. And but and everybody said, well, why isn't she um, campaigning? Well, because she, they was they made up enough votes for her to what they thought would win. Mm -hmm. They had no idea 
that Trump would bring in so many voters that it would overwhelm their illegal votes. Yeah, it would overwhelm their cheated number that they already had, and it went over that so they couldn't do anything about it. That's why they were all upset. The night of the election, when they're supposed to be counted, then they knew something was up. That's why they shut everything down. That was not, don't get them, don't get them the, the two elections mixed up. They didn't shut anything down during. Oh yeah, that was Hillary's. Okay, that's the second one. Okay, yeah. Hillary that's why they the did person. it the second time. That's why they did it the second time. Okay, well let, let's move on to something. No, wait. They did too shut them down the day that Trump's election. That's why he. No, they stopped. Okay, I must be. I thought they shut it down. Let me, let me straighten this out for you. The first election, Trump won hands down. Boom. Get freaked them all yeah, out. Not, they got yeah. too many votes. Nobody shut anything down. The second election, with Biden in the middle of the night, they he shut it down, down and they closed up the things where they couldn't see what was going on and they added more votes. Okay, and then the midterm election, they did it. The too. midterm, so the midterm they, didn't, they just went through. They already had enough yeah. votes. Anyway, overwhelming amount went. It shouldn't take them a week to count. Here's a would be a fair thing. If they just change the law, they need to change the law to where that if they are going to have mail-in voting, that they all have to be in before a certain time. By the but, vote but the, Right. But the way that it is now in these swing states is they allow the votes to come in after so they know how many to make up to make up not too big an overwhelming number. That's why they're all real close calls, because they give yeah. they make up enough votes to be within a little bit, you know. Okay, but let's go to let's go to something else. Um now you all know that today, uh if you don't know, you're gonna know it right now, that uh Merrick Garland did appoint a special counsel. Um now so that's to investigate Biden and all his his files. But who is but who is the guy that he put in charge? You know what I mean? Okay, they really put a prosecutor in charge. Read this article. Okay, who is Merrick Garland's special counsel? Robert Hur. He partnered with Chris Way at DC law firm and later was Rod Rosenstein's top lieutenant. Rosentine. Rosentine. These guys are 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 the people in the FBI. The guy that's in charge of the FBI, Rod Rosenstein, was also one of the top lieutenants in the FBI. And these guys are both known for this was known for the Russian collusion hoax and all that. Go ahead. Hurry up. We've got to go. Okay, this is by Jim Hoff. Biden Attorney General Merrick Garland announced on Thursday that the DOJ was launching a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of top-secret classified documents as Vice President of the United States. This comes after a second batch of classified documents was found in his Delaware garage next to his Corvette. Garland nominated Robert Hur to investigate Joe Biden's criminal activity. Unlike the U.S. President, the Vice President does not have the right to take and store classified government documents. Okay, now, see, there's a big difference between him and Trump. President of the United States, Trump, they can't really prosecute him because he really had the right to do it. The vice president had never had a right to these files that they found. Yeah. Robert Hur was a U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland for from April 2018 to February 2021. Hur was a Trump nominee. Uh, but Robert Hur was a partner with Chris Wray, at the powerhouse law firm King and Spodling in 2015. Her later became a top lieutenant to Rod, uh, Rod Rosenstein, a serial liar who pushed the Trump-Russian lie for several years, the U.S. Deputy Attorney General. Right. Okay, folks. Personally, I believe one or two things will happen, and I really do believe this. The fellow that appointed him is their guy. You can tell from where he came from. But it's really possible that Biden could resign so they can get a better candidate for the 2024 elections. This is probably is a put-up deal. I believe it. Anything is possible. Just remember, it only happened as they want it to happen, not as a justice, not as justice would be served. You have to wonder who just found these documents anyway. The FBI, who? I mean, they claim it was Biden's age. Why did they, what were they doing poking around in his house and in this other locked closet in a place that hadn't been looked in in years? And the whole thing to me is entirely suspicious, but I've been, they didn't listen. I honestly believe that they're going to end up running against Trump. Or if it ain't Trump, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. So they've got to have a better candidate. Biden's not anywhere near going to legitimate. People just won't believe it again. And they need somebody stronger. 
So they got to get rid of him. Well, it's either take him out on his mental health issue, and it's that that would open a big can of worms if they took him out because he was mentally incompetent. Well, then there could be a lot of challenges to everything that he did, you know. But if they take him out for something like this and cause him to resign because of the scandal or say, I won't run because of it, you know, let's step down and let somebody else do it, then that's highly possible because I never believed that he would run again, you know what I mean? And this could be the way. It's too big of a put-up deal. But here's something to note, too. Guess when they supposedly found these documents? Wasn't that Tuesday? No, they found it before the midterm elections. Oh, really? Yeah, so if they would have, that would have been devastating to the Democrats, you know what I mean? And so they saved it off till, till now. So anyway, we don't know where they come from. We will never, we will, I won't say we never know, but there's so many different versions of any story. It's hard to pick out the truth in this one. But for the record, we'll wait and see. But, uh, and it already conservatives, besides, you know, me being a conservative, um, you know, are coming out like Dan Bonjango, a lot of people you know who he is, uh, has already come out and said that, uh, uh, that he believes that, um, oh, what, he believes that, like I do, anyway, he believes like I do that, um, Biden will resign, they'll force him to resign with it. And I honestly believe that myself. I don't, I don't think that he'll make it, um, to another one. Well, it's this year they start running, right? Because it's next year that we vote. Well, they usually... 2024. Okay. Let me... My turn? (laughs) I'm joking today. Anyway, they usually do not start running until the year of. Oh, they won't start till January. Yeah, there's the, some of them will be, do, be a little bit early, but they don't want to blow all their money because people get tired uh-huh. of watching it, and they blow all their money at first. It costs them more money, so it's usually the year. January. And, and uh, you know, but they'll start talking about it towards the end of the year and stuff, and they'll, they'll talk about it all year, but you won't start seeing political ads and all those kind of things, you know, on yet. But, yeah, if they're going to get rid of him, they're, you know, this is a good way to do it. Um Tell everybody where you can find us. We'll go to break. Okay, you can find all of our contact information, all of the program, uh, radio program archives and the mission updates about the Mission Church are over at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. We'll be back in four minutes. Pastor Dan will be right back. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus, but the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast, because... Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation 14.11 says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, miss the mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for twenty, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink-wrap sets of ten to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. 
Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. This is Pastor Dan and Linda Catlin. And you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, pray about supporting what we do. We do. We have a Wichita Mission Church over there in Wichita, Kansas. Of course, that's why we call it the Wichita Mission Church. <laughs> anyway, but uh, uh, we do need your support over there. We're, we're helping a lot of people. What's your number now? Oh, it's in, it's been right at, right at a hundred under a hundred the last couple of days, but I'm not sure why that is. Like, but my highest number was one thirty nine. What was one forty nine? One thirty nine. One thirty nine. You sure? Yeah, one thirty nine, and then the uh, we we've been hitting eighty seven to nine up to a hundred for a while now. Eighty seven is the lowest for a while, and then one hundred thirty nine is the largest. Right, and that's actually that's been since the weather change. I know I've been paying attention to it. It's been since the weather change, but you know, eighty nine, ninety three, ninety seven, a hundred. That's a lot of people. Ten's a lot of people. They're coming into freezing cold, but you know, it's it's not that low. But so prayer about support we do with Wichita Mission Church. You know, not all of them are homeless. Some of them are just poor people from the neighborhood. A lot of elderly I uh, get some elderly people over there and some disabled people people that can't afford groceries on the um come for help but then it's the homeless also that we also help and by the way i got a call from a lady that was going to be making us some homemade blankets yeah i remember uh, her yeah um she's going to be giving them to us on the 25th i guess her daughter and her friend that live in another city are coming up the 25th to bring some not a huge number 10 or 15 but uh, like i t- you know that's better than nothing. So that's, you know, we we really do need those things. Right, and it doesn't really matter because the Lord knows who they're going to before you even get them to us. Uh, everything goes out, and it's usually the same day we get it. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. And for the record, um, you know, our friend Gloria is coming tomorrow to drop off stuff. Um, but so, yeah, we need your clothing. We need, you know, hats. You know, uh, gloves, all those things, all the winter stuff that you need. And I need to get, to get some more medications. I'm running low on. And, and so, pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. We can really, really, really use your help. Support us so we can care for the people the Father sends us, men, women, and children from all walks of life who had a bad break, and they come to us for help. And so, do pray about it. We are the last hope for so many. And, folks, all of us, that means you, too. We're all responsible to care one for another, as we are brothers keepers. As if you read your word, it says, all donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. Your heart, of course, as she said. So if you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for Radio Air Times. It's not free, and donations keep us on the air. And we are, like I said, I promised you that after the first year, I'd start bringing you guests. Robert Spencer, check out Jihad Watch and see what you find. Robert Spencer is the author of Jihad Watch, and he is, he's also writes several, you know, he's written books. He writes books. But go over there and check him out, Jihad Watch. And, of course, we'll have Pastor Carl Gallup up next at, in an hour after, you know, 7 p.m. Central. But pray about Fort Wichita Mission Church. Tell them how they can donate. Um, you can donate online over the phone or by mailing a check or money order by Cash App. Um, and you can find all of our information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Prophecy Hour. You know the way she said prophecyhour.com, Jack, like she never read it before. No, I was given time to, to take, take it all away. in. Prophecyhour.com. Does that sound better? <laughs> yeah, somebody ought to do something about her. Something different about her today. Okay, moving right along. Um, let's talk about what's happening on the West Coast, California especially. Two monster storms about to bomb already drenched California this weekend. Okay, uh, January 12, 2023. After 16 days of relent- relentless 
Pacific storms, including a bomb cyclone and a constant stream of atmospheric rivers. Uh, most of the Bay Area is slated to see a comfortable break in the wet pattern Thursday. This is thanks to a shift in the flow of air thousands of feet above the ground. The jet stream, its wind gradually shifted north in the coming days, meaning the storm door will finally begin to close. But before it does, two more storms will roll into far northern California this weekend and into early next week. Some of the rain and snow will spill into the rest of the Golden State, raising the risk for light to moderate bands of rain in some areas that are filled to the brim from the all recent storms. The storm door that just went that just won't shut. Thursday shift in a, the jet stream has some far-reaching implications to the overall weather pattern in the Bay Area and much of California. Its tilt farther north will send atmospheric rivers into Eureka and the Oregon coast, uh, rather than the Bay Area and Southern, and Southern California. The last time the core of the atmospheric rivers made landfall that far north was mid was in mid-December, when most of the Bay Area was just starting to see brief rounds of moderate rain. Uh, this shift is uh, this shift in the jet stream flow is causing a weather pattern to resemble that resembles mid-December's flow of moisture. Okay, um, so we've got terrible storms coming there, and you know some people when it could very well be some weather modification, you know by who knows who, it could be by the globalists, it could be by the Russians or whatever, but forget about the weather, moder- uh, the weather, um, you know, uh, changing, you know, then somebody doing it. That's con- we're going to concentrate on something else. Now, I didn't know this until I've got an article that after you read this one, I'm going to explain why I'm explaining this one. But, you know, there's a tie between, okay, let's go like this. When it gets really muddy in the mountains, you know, what usually happens after California has a lot of rainfall? They have mudslides. Yeah, they got mudslides, part of which because the forests have been burned off, too. You know, it's not holding them up. And so they have mudslides. So what's that say? A lot of rain, a lot of moisture causes the ground to shift, right? Okay, keep that in mind. Folks in California, hang on. Look at, listen to, okay. read this. Link between earthquakes and tropical cyclones, new study may help scientists identify regions at high risk for earthquakes. December 26, 2011, Source okay. University of Miami Residential School of Marine and Atmospheric Science. Okay, before you go into the article. Now, there's some recent articles on it, and people were talking about it. I just found one that gives the most explanatory one. This was in 2011, but somebody did a bunch of real recent ones on it because... What did they just have? You know, they had a five earthquake up there in California. I didn't hear which, about that. Yeah, that was just like about a week ago, when the right at the same about the after same after the cyclone. Yeah, yeah, and a five, and they said that was just probably a precursor to a much larger one. So they've already had a five. So let's go on with this, and then I've got another one for you. Okay, a groundbreaking study shows that earthquakes, including a recent 2010 tremors in, in Hawaii and hot. Hey. In Haiti and Taiwan, uh, may be triggered by tropical cyclones. A groundbreaking study led by University of Miami scientist Shimon Wynonski shows that earthquakes, including the recent 2010 tremors of Haiti and uh, Taiwan, uh, may be triggered by tropical cyclones, hurricanes, and typhoons. According to the presentation of the findings at the 2011 AGU fall meeting in San Francisco, very wet rain events are the trigger, said Wynoski, Associated Research Professor of Marine Geology and Geophysics at the UM Rosenthal School of Marine and Atmospheric Science. That's Rosenthal. It's okay. The Rosenstein, is that what you said? The Rosenthal. Oh. Rosenthal. It's just I, I've heard of the place before. Okay. Okay. The heavy rain includes thousands of landslides and severe erosions, which removes ground material from the Earth's surface, releasing the stress load and encouraging movement along faults. Uh, Wynoski and a colleague from Florida International University analyzed data from quakes magnitude 6 and above in Taiwan and, and Haiti and found a 
strong temporal relationship between the two natural hazards where large earthquakes occurred within four years after a very wet tropical cyclone season. During the last 50 years, three very wet tropical, tropical cyclone events, typhoons, Morakot, Herb, and Flossie, were followed within four years by major earthquakes in Taiwan's mountainous regions. Uh, mountainous regions. The 2009 Morakot typhoon was followed by an N6.2 in 2009, an N6.4 in 2010, and the 1996 typhoon Herb was followed by an N6.2 in 1998 and N7.6 in 1999, and the 69 typhoon Flossie was followed by an N6.2 an N6.2 in 1972. Okay, so you're seeing it, it, and it all makes sense. It's really pretty easy to understand, you know what I'm saying, because these plates are, you know, the dirt. The dirt is kind of acts like glue. The, the tectonic plates are, are like if you put your hands and slap them together and then rub them back and forth, that's how the plates are. That That's what causes an earthquake, and something causes them to shift, they shift like this. And that's the earth, because it's not like a solid ball. It's made of plates inside. And so the dirt is kind of like um, cement, welded it together. So if it's washing out and it shifts, it shifts. Anyway, and we already had, right after that cyclone, a five-point-something in California right after the cyclone. Well, we've got bigger things coming. Um, now, let, now, this is what caught my eye why I decided to do it, and I'm going to read this one. Experts warn California is set for a mega earthquake following an unusual parade of cyclones. Folks, and this came from News Punch, and you can find all these articles over there at PropCR.com. That's PropCR.com, and some of these will be under the, the strange things that happen. But look at the different categories that are over there, or if you can't find them, just type into the search engine. Um, and you'll find them all. Anyway, experts have warned that California is set to experience a series of mega earthquakes that will permanently alter the geography of the state. We're witnessing in California right now anything unlike that we've ever seen before. Over the last few weeks, a parade of cyclones has hammered the state. Unfortunately, those storms are far from over because atmospheric rivers will continue to funnel more rain through California for at least several more days. We're talking about through the weekend. What most people don't realize, however, is that a decade ago, John Paul Jackson, and I'll tell you who he is at the end of the article, John Paul Jackson had a supernatural experience in which he was shown a storm of incredible force would hit California. And it would be a big sign that precedes the big earthquake. That's what everybody's always talking about, the big one. The end of the American Dream dot com. This is actually done, the article was done by Michael Snyder, who was on my radio program last week, and he's on the first every month. Michael Snyder is. Anyway, Michael Snyder reports that if you live on the West Coast, the video that you just watched, and he has a video over there, should chew you to the bone or to the core. The following is a very rough transcript of John Paul Jackson's remarks. Now, this is about his vision that he had. This, <clears throat> excuse me, there is an earthquake that has been predicted to devastate California, meaning skyscrapers are going to fall in the shape of the United States for change after that earthquake. That won't happen until after there's a storm. A major storm is going to come to California. It's either a hurricane of incredible force or a storm of incredible force, but a great, great hurricane or incredible force is going to come to California, and the earthquake that destroys it will not happen until after that takes place. Gee, that's what's going on right now with these storms. Wow. So there's a way of saying, okay, I have time, but that doesn't mean it won't be an earthquake tomorrow, 7.5, you know, or the next week or two weeks from now of some magnitude. I'm talking about one of those that changes the shape of California, where you don't want to live in California, anywhere in California, when that happens, or perhaps even most of the West Coast, where an island ocean is formed and the Baja becomes an island and the mouth of the island uh, ocean opens form between San Diego and Los Angeles, that's not going to happen before that storm comes. That is a sign that Yahweh is giving, the, giving to the people, don't worry about the big one, because that sign will happen first. I wonder if this sign is what we're seeing. For years, I wondered what a storm like this nature would be. Unfortunately, it appears that the type of storm that John Paul Jackson described has finally arrived. Again, Michael Snyder. 
The hits keep coming to California as the state deals with an onslaught of atmospheric river storms that has brought torrential rain and life-threatening flooding and mudslides and dervish flows to many parts of the state. Widespread flooding was reported across California on Monday with more than 300 reports of flooding coming into various National Weather Service offices across the state. While heavy rain drenched much of the Golden State, Santa Barbara, Ventura, and San Luis Los Os. Bobbit, what's that one? Obispo, Obispo. Okay, O-B-I-S-P-O. Counties were hit especially hard with more than 15 inches of rain falling in higher elevations. Needless to say, the atmospheric rivers that have been plummeting California are not hurricanes. Folks, remember, Dimitri Dudeman said this state would be um, just burn up in one day. Get out of it. But CNN just posted an article that compares to them hurricanes. NOAA's hurricane hunters might just be busy now as they were during the hurricane season. However, it's not hurricanes they are flying through, but the atmospheric river system plaguing California since Christmas week. Atmospheric rivers may not make headlines in the same way hurricanes do, but they can have extreme consequences. Atmospheric rivers can span the whole Pacific and are long and narrow, but they're way larger than hurricanes. Atmospheric River Reconnaissance um, Coordinator Anna Wilson said that. It's interesting to note that at a time when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have been seeking more attention than ever in the town of California where they live, has been getting hit particularly hard. The town of Mosetto, um, home of Britain's Prince Harry and his wife, Markle, that's, that's her role. We don't care about all that. Monsanto is an incredibly beautiful place, but it has been flooded down. It, anyway, um, we're going to skip. Oh, let's go on to this one. And the latest storm. Go ahead. Pick it up. As the latest storm to bat, uh, batter California begins to let off on Tuesday, leaving severe flooding and destruction in its wake, residents will be bracing for another enormous cyclone to slam into the Pacific Coast on Wednesday, forecasters have predicted. According to the latest short range forecast from the National Weather Service, this rapidly intensifying weather system will impact areas from Northern California and up the coast into the Pacific Northwest. And forecasters are warning that even more storms are coming after that one. What are we witnessing is that what we are witnessing is definitely not normal. So this definitely uh, this is so is this definitely what John Paul Jackson saw so many years ago? I don't think that we can say for sure, but without a doubt, this storm seems to fit. As uh, as I was doing research for this piece, I actually found an old Newsweek article that discussed a scientific study that concluded that earthquakes along the San Andreas Fault can actually be caused by rainfall. Earthquakes along the San Andreas Fault in California are being triggered by winter rain and snowfall, scientists have discovered. The finding is important as it helps us understand what triggers earthquakes and when they are moved and when they are more likely to strike. I am certainly not suggesting that the big one must happen immediately. It could happen very soon or it could happen at some point down the road. Stop. Um, John Paul, and here's the thing about John Paul Jackson. John Paul Jackson was an American author, teacher, conference speaker, and founder of Streams Ministries International. Jackson often focused on supernatural topics like dreams, visions, dream interpretation, as found in the Bible. He developed a number of prophetic training courses. So you can look him up if you want. But there, this is just one, though. There's a lot of, of, uh, people that have had dream visions of California's big one and the whole geography of the place being changed. Now, Frank said, now let's see what Frank says. What did he say? He says, we're getting hammered in Oregon and South Oregon, too. Difference in California hasn't been any maintenance to ten, in 10 years and have made decisions that have made the same storm so, so, so much more destructive in California than it had to be. Yeah, yeah, because they quit maintenance in their forest, too. Well, well, let's go back with that. That's the biggest thing that, you know, all the forest fires and everything, you know, if you just, if you tend your forest, you know, and pick up the trash in them, you know, and all the, like our yard. What do we do in our yard? We go around after every storm. What do we do? Pick up all the tree ends and every, all the leaves and all the, well, not leaves, but tree ends and branches. Right. And 
if you have that just keep piling up and piling up and piling up, it makes for tinder. Channeling for fire. Right. So if you've got a huge forest that are that way, so the ground will be completely littered with it. And that's the way it is because environmentalists say just leave the forest alone. Well, that's not what it's supposed to do. That's why people, believe it or not, people that cut lumber and stuff do it responsibly. You know, they'll they'll let some grow, and, and but they'll pick up all the trash. They'll clean up the forest. That's what they do. That's what Frank's talking about, maintenance. Right. Doing it on it that doesn't make it. But you leave the good stuff to be there to anchor the ground and so on and so forth. But California, from their own garbage, is letting the nation be, de- letting it be destroyed. There are so many people living it and running out of California. It's pitiful because of all their rules. Like, you know, they can take away a doctor's life as, if he says anything different than what their COVID narrative is. Yeah, if they tell any, if they say anything about COVID period, they don't get a practice in California. They lose their license. Yeah, that that law just came into effect a few days ago. Yeah, Carol and, told me about it. Yeah, yeah, and that did. And there is actually there's a stack of them that they did. I just can't remember them all on the top of my head. That one stuck out. And they also uh, got one of they've got a couple of them about abortion and, and you know killing babies and everything. Um, so it's ridiculous. But you know, Dimitri Dudeman, the angel warned Dimitri Dudeman said as he pointed out different places around the country. Um, and told him that, you know, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. He named California. He said, this is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. You know, I know uh, way back when I first started helping out the Prophecy Club and we started Brother Ben's newsletter, you know, I had gotten somewhere through those first few years, um, got in touch with somebody that, that was, had actually the Lord had given them visions. Yeah, Yahweh had given them visions that, um, Californians would be trying to run up the sides of the mountains to escape the burning and that. everything. I just can't remember who it was. I don't know what it was. A guest it wasn't speaker? Dick, was it? No, it wasn't Dick. No, no, it wasn't Dick. But anyway, point is, is that, but it was somebody that had actually had the vision, and they in fact moved their family to the mountains um, so that they could, and they built a place of refuge where they they said that they would be taking care of people that would be coming up the mountains from the burning and everything. And California, you know, unless it changes its ways, it's got to repent. It's like the whole nation needs to repent. But I believe some places will be treated differently than others. But it, it, it boils down to this period. You can't be part of this world. You can't be going along with the agreement of this world or the LGBTQ thing, the gay marriage, and all, all of the garbage, all the garbage that people are doing, you need to repent. It's not biblical, you know. Um, and if your church isn't being biblical, then you need to get out of it. Right. You need to get out of it. it. It's just getting so horrendously crazy. And I don't see anything runs anyway because I don't care whether it's at fast food or where it's at. It seems like everybody's brain dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's just totally ridiculous. Anyway, so... Folks, you need to look over your your own personal salvation. Oh, first, real quick, do, read this top headline and I'll tell Decision to arm ourselves or arm Ukraine. Navy Secretary admits crisis in U.S. defense stockpile. Now, we said this was bound to happen at some point, but the leader of the United States admitted, has now admitted that the decision is going to have to be made real quick whether they give arms to Ukraine or just disarm America. And whenever somebody comes out publicly and says something like that, I've always believed that it's already too late. We are badly disarmed because of this, as is much of the world. We threw so many arms against um, Russia uh, all these NATO countries sent their shipments of the guns and bullets and everything over there that literally their own stockpiles have dem- de- diminished. Now, you know, these people behind it may not believe that there's going to be a complete world war. Uh, the manufacturers of all those arms because they want to replenish because, see, that's gold to them. That's called the military-industrial complex. They get rich off war because, see, now all those materials that we gave to Ukraine well, America's got to have them. Now we need them. So now they need them. So we've got to have all brand new ones. So this gives us a chance to replace our old stuff with new stuff. But what happens if it breaks out in World War? Will we have the arms? No, we no. don't have the arms to defend ourselves. So, again, it goes back to that. Wars and rumors of wars. We're in a time of trouble. We're coming up. Things aren't just going to go back to the way they were or ever be any better. What she says... 
Um, anyway, so pray about it. Make sure your salvation's in place. Make sure your family's salvation's in place. If you can, you need to put away some food and things for the things that are coming because it's only going to get worse. I mean, you know, whether it's eggs. You're even now talking about California because of all the bad storms and everything. Um, you know, trains can't deliver the grain and the food to the chickens and the cows. And so there's fixing to be a whole bunch of cows, millions, you know, thousands and thousands of cows dying in California, and eggs, you know, no eggs. In other words, they're going to kill the chickens again. So it's going to be 24 dozen and 18 pack instead of 13 or 30? <laughs> Wait a minute, 24 dozen in it. What? There's 18 packs of eggs right now. It's right. $13. $13. So it'll be $24, you mean? That's what I was saying, yeah. Better yeah. probably be more than that if they kill that many chickens. Yeah, so if you can get chickens, get chickens if you like eggs, you know. I mean, it's ridiculous, but then they'll just make the grain go up. But still, I'd rather have an egg. Anyway, folks, really, they didn't make the grain go up, dear. It's already went way up. I have chickens. I know, but it, 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 like I, I say, every time she, she always says, well, this went way up. I say, yeah, well, everything else did, too. <laughs> you know? Like every time you go in the store it, and you go back for the same product, even if it's only a few days, it went up. Yeah, absolutely. But folks, remember, there is only one true God. He is your Father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His Son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave His life for repentant sins, and He rose after three days and three nights on the heart of the earth. And through Him, and only through Him, is the way to the Father. Uh, remember, always be a blessing for others, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you're like praying for Messiah's return. Yeah, amen. And just a quick note about Jerusalem. Biden's mad because he's not given... Because Israel's not giving money to the Palestinian terrorists, uh, you know, and that's ridiculous. But, you know, Biden is against Israel. Anyway, it's all going to come out in the wars. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua Hamashiach's name, that Father, you would please bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them. And give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and so on. Y'all be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas. Six six eight five one. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.